From the Race Across America studios in Boulder, Colorado, I'm George Thomas. Ram Radio and great guest today. We've got Vic Armijo joining us to talk about the men's and women's solo field for the 2018 Race Across America. Vic, always great to chat with you. Good morning, George. Always good to chat with you. So, uh, of course, there's two words, Christoph Strasser. <laughs> In a league of his own, definitely. Um, kind of run us through the field this year. Where do you see um, some really good competition, top rookies, things like that? Well, um, in the men's solos, if things go as they've gone, uh, really won't be a whole lot of what we would call competition at the front. Uh, Christoph Strasser, of course, has been dominating the the past several years. Uh, He's got four wins uh, this year. If things go as planned, he'll have his um, fifth win, which will tie Yerde Robic. Uh, you know, of course, he holds, Christoph Strasser holds the record of seven days, 15 hours, and 56 minutes. There's not a single rider in this year's uh, men's field that has anything close to that. Uh, Alberto Blanco, in his rookie year back in 2011, did nine days, seven hours. <laughs> the only other rider in the field at all with a nine-day finish to their record is uh, Shauna Hogan in the women's 50-59, to 59, but of course she set that back in 95. Um, just my feeling is that Strasser, unless something uh, unlucky befalls him, will be off the front, and we'll hopefully see uh, some close racing between Alberto Blanco and um, uh, uh, Dizzy, um, Dizzy Viscourt, and um, some of the other... Rookies might might surprise us, but those two are, are you know proving themselves to be able to keep a good pace. Uh, like I said, uh, Blanco did nine hours, nine days, seven hours. Um, Dizzy, a uh, year before last, did uh, ten days, eighteen hours. But uh, he had some some issues that year. He had some saddle sore issues. He had some uh, issues with the heat. But uh, in between that, he was putting in some fast split times on on uh, some of the. Time station. So if luck is on his side, I I, I think a uh, a finish of maybe a day quicker than than that is possible for him, which would put him pretty close with uh, what uh, Alberto Blanco has proven he can do. Now I was going to say I thought Dizzy was faster than that. He looked amazing at the finish line. Like I said, yeah, he had some fast t- uh, time station and some fast days, but he also had uh, some issues. He had some time off off the bike dealing with uh, saddle sores, and uh, yeah, you know <laughs> that's Ram. Uh, you you got to take the good with the bad. And going back, I, I crystal clear remember Alberto Blanco's finish. I mean, what a great athlete! But oh my gosh, he was a wreck when he got to Annapolis. <laughs> Yeah, that's probably as trashed as I've ever seen anybody. And of course, he had uh, a bad case of Shermer's neck that year that developed fairly early. I mean, he had it in Kansas, and they cobbled together that uh, brace system out of a, a Yakima uh, wheel fork and uh, duct tape and uh, bungee cords and everything else they could think of. Uh, this looked like a painful way to go down the road, but he kept at it. Oh, I'm, don't take me, get me wrong, because I, there's nobody tougher out there. But oh my gosh, when I saw him at the finish, <laughs> it was like, oh, that looks really painful. And, and we, and of course, we saw Blanco back. What was it? Uh, three Rams ago, uh, he 
later told me that he really didn't have any business being there. Um, he'd, he'd signed up, and uh, life got in the way. He didn't get in the trading that he needed to. to. Uh, he looked good in the beginning, but um, I think he pulled out after 24, maybe 30 hours. Oh, that's right. Yep. Now, he has been really instrumental in some top finishes of racers uh, as a coach and as a crew person. Uh, the guy has yeah. really been involved in the sport. Love it. Yeah, and I'm, I'm sure he learned a lot uh, being a crew chief for, uh, let's see, it was Joe Frank uh, last year. Um, it was funny, in, in Oceanside, I, I, I joked with uh, Blanco that, uh, yeah, we'll see you uh, back at Ram next year. He said, no, nope, I'm, I'm done being a racer. I'm a coach now. And then in Annapolis, Joe Frank's one said, no, I'm, I'm, I'm going to crew for him next year. He's racing. So. <laughs> now, who are some rookie names that you can uh, give us? Well, we've got uh, Joe Lawhorn. Uh, he put in a phenomenal ride at uh, Borrego Springs aboard a uh, fixed gear. Um, he did over 400 miles on a fixie, I believe. Uh, he talked about doing Ram on a fixie, and uh, my understanding is that uh, his sponsor gave him a, a new bike, uh, a new Fuji that he really liked and decided, I think I'll go with uh, with those easy levers on my bike. <laughs> really, there isn't there isn't a fixie class, so it's more for bragging rides. Um, and I, I think that was a smart move on his part. Uh, yeah, being able to coast, being able to have some gears, that's <laughs> definitely will make the difference between finishing and not. Um, let's see, also a rookie, rookie in Ram, but not, uh, to, to us is, uh, Andy Christensen. Uh, he's done raw, is it two times or three times? And I he's think three. Strong finishes. Uh, he's been working, uh, with, uh, Marco Ballo. He's, he's passed a few years. Of course, Marco knows as much about getting across the country in Ram as anybody. And he's done his best to instill all that into into Andy. Andy's uh, from from Denmark, but he lives and works in the U.S. and sort of a honorary uh, American at this point. Um, Javier uh, Irabelli, the um, Spanish writer. It's only the second Spanish writer that uh, we've ever had a solo in Ram. Of course, um, the, the previous Spanish writer we've had was Julian Sanz Garcia, who uh, Javier has consulted with, and I'm sure learned a lot from. Uh, from Julian, um, going to be interesting to see what uh, what Javier does as a rookie. Of course, we it's just kind of an unknown. Um, got a lot of rookies in this field. Um, we've got a couple of Indian riders. Don't know a whole lot about them. They didn't put uh, anything on their on their bio. But uh, one of them, I think it's um, uh, Sundaram uh, Naravanan. I think he's the one who crewed for one of the Indian riders last year, and there's, there's no better way of getting an idea of what to expect than to, than to crew before you actually take on Ram. Another rookie is uh, Hirokazu Suzuki. Uh, he's done uh, Ram twice. I think he's only got one finish out of those two Rams. He had a pretty good showing in Borrego Springs last November at the 24-Hour Worlds. Uh, he's our first uh, Japanese uh, solo in Ram. He was our first Japanese solo in Raw. So it would be interesting to see how he finishes. Uh, let's see. Who else do we have as rookies? Uh, Christian uh, Madouit, uh, a French writer. Uh, he's one of these guys who 
uh, came over from uh, triathlons, you know, the, the usual story. I did triathlons forever, and then my knees gave out, so I took, I concentrated more on the cycling. How many times have we heard that story? <laughs> uh, he's one of these guys that's done the, uh, the DECA, and that is um, 10 Ironman distances um, in 10 days. And he did one where it was kind of a continuous thing. You don't necessarily, okay, I did one today, I'm going to sleep and, and get up and do it again tomorrow. He continued on and, you know, kind of kind of in a RAM mode and, uh, you know, slept at sporadic intervals and finished the uh, the 10 Ironman distances. Um, I believe he set a record in doing that, too. Uh, of course, uh, getting away from the rookies, we have uh, Franz Price coming back. This will be his uh, his fifth RAM. Uh, his best finish was back in 2008 uh, when he did 10, uh, 10 days, 8 hours, 14 minutes. Uh, he also has a, a raw finish in there. I think that was, what, two years ago oh, that he right. did raw? Yep. Um, he's uh, Austrian from uh, the same town of Graz where uh, Christoph Strasser lives. Um, fun guy. Uh, he <laughs> he gets a new ram tattoo every time he, <laughs> he competes. Uh, his wife, Michaela, does those tattoos. And uh, any of the fans out there, if uh, Franz goes by, uh, if you want to see him smile, ask about his dog, Murphy. He's got a, a pit bull named Murphy that he just adores. And if you mention him, the guy's face just lights up. Uh, it's going to be good to see Franz again. How about Michael Conti? That's someone I'm really expecting to see a good performance out of. His head is really in the right place. He had he was showing some good speed, uh, was it two years ago, when... Um, when we saw him and his follow car was uh, was rear-ended and he came out, of the, he ended up DNFing uh, from that. Yes. Uh, he he wasn't injured. None of his crew members were, were injured, as I recall. Uh, but, it, yeah, it did, it did end his ram, and it scared him. It, it, I, th- I believe his young daughter was in that follow car, and he said at the time, uh, that's it, I'm done. He won't see me back again. And, well, it looks like we've got another case of ramnesia because <laughs> – <laughs> he's coming back. Uh, he's done some some uh, cool things in ultra cycling. Uh, he lives in the Salt Lake area, and he's done the um, the Saints to Sinners race, which is uh, Salt Lake to Las Vegas a number of times. Uh, I see him every year when he does the uh, the Hoodoo 500, which passes seven miles from my house. I was out on course last year shooting some photos, and he. He, along with some of the other riders, are kind of surprised to suddenly see Vic Arbio at the side of the road taking photos. Yeah, but, hey, you know, when a race comes that close to my house, it's what i got to do. Um, Tonti, uh, he's uh, owned a uh, furniture store in Salt Lake, and I guess he sold it because he shows himself as being retired. Yep. Retired at age 46. Not, not, not a bad way to go. No. <laughs> And, uh, yeah, I've chatted with him, and he's just, he really says, I'm out there to have fun, I'm out there to finish. But when he's having fun and his goal is to finish, he generally goes pretty fast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's he's got some speed behind him. I mean, like I was saying about uh, some of the events uh, here locally in Utah where I live, uh, you know, he often wins or at least podiums, and that's against riders that are, you know, maybe half his age. Now let's talk legend Shauna Hogan. This is going to be an interesting year. Um, she currently holds the uh, the record for the women's 50 to 59, 12 days and something like uh, 14 or 13 hours. Uh, that record was held by Kathy Roach Wallace 
she set that back in 2011, uh, 12 days, 15 hours, 59 minutes. So they're both going to be in the field, both looking to uh, uh, either better that record or take it back. Um, now, Vic, I want to interject here because we've got Maria Parker, who set the 50-plus women's record on a recumbent uh, back a couple of years ago with a pretty phenomenal time, 10 days. Yeah, yeah, that was a, a phenomenal ride as the, the year that she was uh, off course for better part of a, a full day. I think she was off course, maybe even been over 24 hours and then came back. But, you know, that's a, there's uh, two categories, uh, upright and recumbent. Um, and she set that record on a recumbent. We're, we're, we're talking about Shauna and Kathy Roach Wallace on standard bikes. Shauna Hogan, of course, is a, another case of ramnesia. Last year, she uh, pulled out after a little more than three days on the road. I talked to her uh, within maybe eight or ten hours of her DNFing, and she told me at the time, oh, that's it, I, I realized that my time has passed, something like that. Uh, maybe I'll do some shorter events, raw or whatever, but this is, this is probably my last ram. Well, <laughs> another case of amnesia. She's back. She wants to get that 50 to 59 record in. And I think a big factor in last year is that her uh, husband, Pat Enright, uh, who's usually her crew chief, wasn't able to be her crew chief last year. They had some family things going on. And uh, he's back this year. And um, with under his guidance, I think uh, she's got a much better chance of making it, uh, making it all the way across. Uh, of course, you know, she does still hold the, the women's record of, of nine days, four hours, and two minutes. You know, not that she's got any uh, ambitions of, of getting close to that, but, uh, you know, she wants to be in the 11-day uh, range if she can, which is interesting in that uh, Nicole Rice, the Swiss writer, um, the sole Swiss sole woman in the 18 to 49 solos, uh, her finish of, from 2016 is 11 days, 14 hours, you know, considerably faster than the, than what we expect uh, Shauna and Kathy Roach Wallace to be doing by by probably a full day. But uh, these guys, these women are going to be stepping up their game. We might see a three-way <laughs> women's <laughs> battle going on for for part of it, or maybe even all of it. That'd be great to watch. Yeah, they're fairly evenly matched, and of course, Nicole is. Only 34 years old, but she's put in some phenomenal rides. She's won uh, Tour Tours, the Swiss equivalent of Ram, uh, five or six years in a row. Uh, she won last year's race around Ireland um, and set a women's record, a record that uh, compared to the men is the eighth fastest time ever posted around Ireland. That's a that's a tough, tough race. It's kind of like being in the Appalachians with uh, fog and rain, you know, <laughs> lots of short... <laughs> short, steep pitches, and just relentless. And Tortura has really been, a, it almost seems like a, a predictor of who's going to do really well in Ram, hasn't it? Yeah, yeah. I mean, um, every woman that we've had come off of winning Tortura to Ram has won. Uh, of course, some of those wins have been when they've been the only one in the category, but, you know, finishing Ram is, is nothing to sneeze at either. No. <laughs> Anything you'd like to say in conclusion? I'd love it if you'd give us the dates uh, and just a, a few little bits of information there. Well, the uh, the solos are starting at the Oceanside uh, Pier in Oceanside, California. 
starting at uh, noon on June 12th. That's a Tuesday. And actually, the, the raw uh, racers go off first, the solos and the raw teams. takes a better part of an hour for them to start. And then we change the... Uh, the banner on our inflatable arch from raw to ram, and then we start the uh, the ram solos, and that also takes a part of an hour to get them all off. If you're going to be in the San Diego Oceanside area on June 12th, come on by. Take in, take in part of the pageantry. It's really quite a sight to see. The, the atmosphere is contagious. You can't help but get pulled into it. And where do we follow along? Well, if you go to raceacrossamerica.org, and uh, at the top you'll see one of the tabs is race coverage. Click on that, and that'll take you to the various means of following the race. Um, about the best way is uh, Ram's uh, Facebook. Uh, that's the quickest means of the Ram Media crew of posting, and so you'll find the, the most re- recent stories there and, and a lot more stories there. There's also Ram Media where we put some of our longer feature stories with multiple photos, uh, then there's the results tab, which will show you which time stations each racer has been to and their overall times, and that's where you find just a ton of information there. If there's been penalties, credits, that's where you can find that on there. And then the live tracking is really a lot of fun. Uh, each rider is carrying a uh, transponder, and uh, in real time you can watch as their their little dot is going across the country. If you click on that dot, it'll give you more information as to exactly where they are in the course and uh, how fast they're going. Of course, being an electronic uh, device, uh, there, there are issues with those sometimes. Sometimes they'll be in an area that doesn't have good reception. Your, your solid information comes off the leaderboard. That's their verified position, or their, well, their verified time at the last time station they arrived at. Um, between the two of them, the live tracking and the, um, the, the leaderboard, you can pretty much know what's going on with the race you're trying to follow. Well, Vic, thanks very much for taking your time today to talk about the solo field for the 2018 Race Across America. Look forward to chatting with you tomorrow about the Race Across the West field as well as the Team Race Across America field. Um, have a great day and look forward to following along with you. Vic Armijo joining us on Ram Radio. Thank you, George. From the Ram Studios in Boulder, Colorado, I'm George Thomas. ACAST powers some of the world's best podcasts. Here's a show we recommend. I'm Meredith Masony. And I'm Tiffany Jenkins. We're the hosts of Take It or Leave It, a podcast where we discuss all things marriage, motherhood, and everything in between. Join us every week where we sit down and talk about parenting, even though we don't really know what we're talking about. We have guests, we take your calls, and we get weird. Tiffany and I are just like you. We are two struggling moms who have no idea what we're doing. Join us on Take It or Leave It, an advice-ish podcast for parents. ACAST, A-cast, 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 A-cast recommends. recommends.